Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast for the marketing minds at doconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and try to elevate the conversation. I'm the ad doctor, Andrew Peak, and with me today on episode 205 is Julie Darnigan and Sarah Simmerman. Hello. Hi. We're here. That was like in one breath. I'm so proud of myself. Good job. We're here. We're here. I kind of, your name, I'm like, Julie Jonathan, like there's too many J's. Like, can I do it? How's everybody, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. Weather's pretty. Oh man. We're like right before a cold front. So it's like 20 to 30 mile an hour winds outside, which this is when we would normally lose some power for like half a second. Cause Mm. most of our power lines in our area are above you know, above ground, like hanging on the, on the power poles yeah. and everything like that. So I'm like, Oh goodness. Perfect timing. Little storm. Yeah. Knock on wood. I know. So hopefully you're, hopefully we're, we're lucky here. So yeah, let's get started with story time. Sarah, you're up first. Yeah. So I was talking to my mom on the phone the other day and she was telling me all about her, um, friend's daughter that's been searching for a house here, um, in the Phoenix area. Ooh. Um, she's been searching for a while and of course having trouble finding a house. She's like a new build resale, all that crazy stuff. Um, but she's a first time home buyer. And just recently she found out that with all the price increases and interest rates combined, she kind of has to start her whole home search over. Oh, so, no. yeah, because she's now kind of priced out of where she was looking. Yeah. And I think I think all of the builders are going to are at least already. I know I heard one on a call this week was starting to kind of experience that. But like with her, she's not just stopping her home search altogether. She's just having to kind of adjust her home search. Kinda so go like, somewhere else, find different yeah. homes. So optimistically, we're not, you're going to see some people just totally drop out of the home oh, search. Sure. Like it's not yeah. the home they wanted. Like they had their heart yeah. set on like, I want 2,500 square feet. I want four bedrooms, three baths. Maybe with interest rates climbing, prices climbing, maybe that's a four bedroom, two bath, that's 2,100 feet, which would feel a little bit better. Or maybe they lose a bedroom or something. Mm-hmm. And you said she's, you said she's a first time home buyer. Yeah. She's a first yeah. time home buyer. So, I mean, at least she doesn't have the situation where her interest her mortgage rate is really low right now. And then yeah. she's yeah. going to be like, Oh, I'm not going to kind of yeah, take I on think- a higher interest rate. So it's not, I don't think it's a deal breaker. And I think for a lot of people that have to make a change, it's not going to be, they're just going to have to readjust and kind of start the yeah. search over. Cause you have so, to, like you're renting yeah, or you're buying, you have to. which one yeah. will you do? You got to live somewhere. You have to live somewhere. Yeah. 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 We have three kids. So mom, dad, like we're not, the, not in that position, but I'd imagine that will, that will definitely happen. Like we need um, another year to save up a little bit more just mm-hmm. based on like how things are. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how far the interest rates climb this year, you know, I put in yeah. the um, market proof marketing group, the little chart that gave the same home price, same everything. And the only variable that changed was the interest rate. And so those are real numbers when you start to go like, oh, we're up $200 a month. Now what we're qualified for is this. We were going to be this. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting, especially if you're building a home, you sign your contract and you are pre-qualified. Now the interest rate jumped up one point, whatever past like say a lock period and they're like, Ooh, what's going to happen. Yeah. That's a lot of mm-hmm. risk. I'm sure a lot of builders are thinking about right now. Yeah. 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 Especially some, we, yeah. we saw that quite a bit where builders were um, increasing the qual like what people needed to put down to build with them. So to try to pad mm-hmm. that. So they weren't in this position where it's like, Hey, the home's ready. 
And now they have X amount percent of their buyers having to back out because they cannot qualify, you know, before closing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're a buyer, definitely qualifying for higher than you are looking at your houses is definitely beneficial. Um, But sometimes you can't, but sometimes you just need to readjust your search and either go further out. Like here in Phoenix, if you go further out, you can get the same house for a lower cost. So, I mean, maybe it's just changing between communities at the same builder. I mean, I think she just started looking a little further out. So it could be your your lead list is not totally kind of dropping off. It could just be moving to another community. So that's, I think, a, a lot of room for your online okay. team to have that those conversations. Yeah, it might just be shifting buyers around like, oh, mm-hmm. this buyer, they could actually qualify for more now. Like maybe we could just swap. Yeah. For the Phoenix market, I'm just curious, like where I'm at, Tampa Bay area, like I'm across the bridge. And if you ask someone like, oh, the homes, like you go across the bridge that way, you get like twice as much for your money, but lifestyle change and just like, just where you live and what you want to do. You're like, I'm, I'm not driving across the bridge. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Like, it's like a big no, no for Phoenix. But is it set up that way as far as just the market or are people more willing to just, okay, I'll be like 15 minutes East, West, North, South compared to what yeah, I planned so on. Phoenix is big. It, it's pretty sprawling. It so you sprawl. have your North Valley or South Valley east and west, as long as you can kind of stay in that valley and your work is in that area, you're okay. But we have these three highway rings. So you have 101, 202, and 303, which is fun. So the houses get cheaper, the highway. So yeah, just keep going to new highways. Cool. Yeah, I'd imagine some (laughs) some regions might be more, Mm -hmm. the risk might be more because people are not willing to, to change communities. Definitely. Oh man, we'll definitely see more of that. Julie, what do you got? Yeah, this has been a weird week as far as like the theme of reviews (laughs) keeps coming up. So personally, I was working with a writer on Upwork. So Upwork, if you don't know, is where you can go hire freelancers for specific projects. So you put up a job posting, people put in proposals, you choose somebody, they do the project, you pay them, kind of the money's in escrow basically. And then you pay them once they're done. Well, we had a little miscommunication on how much she was getting paid. I'd put something in the, the job posting. She had put a lower number in the proposal. So it was one of the reasons I picked her proposal. Oh, cool. And then I went to pay and she said, well, I thought it was this much. So it was just a miscommunication, like a misunderstanding. So I said, it, it's okay. I was planning to pay the higher amount anyway, and you did a good job. So I, I can see how that was a misunderstanding. And I said, I can pay you this way. And she said, fine, I guess, which I was the one. I guess. Paying more. Like, and then in the same email, she put, can I count on you for a five-star written review? Which I understand, but it was like right after we had kind of had an issue, I had been the one to give. And then immediately, can I count on you a five-star? So it kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Um, I agree. So I, I just kind of, yeah. I ignored that part of the message and answered her other part of the message because I just didn't want to, you know, I wasn't going to commit to it, even though I wasn't planning on even giving her a bad review. And then she came back again and was like, am I not going to like your review? So it just made me think of like, Awkward. we're all for people asking for reviews from your happy, good customers, but you also need to train your people and be thinking about when asking at the right time and asking in the right way. And, you know, if you have somebody who's just come off a not great experience and then they're pressing you like they do at the car dealerships, you know, like oh, you yeah. have to give us 
top reviews right after you leave here. So there is a little bit of like an art to asking to reviews. You know, we have our salespeople who know when people are happy and they can help, you know, gauge when a good time to ask for a Google review or a Facebook review or those things. So anyway, it was just one of those situations that kind of just, I was like, oh, I don't like how you asked me that. So now I might not give you a review at all just because I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah, that's really interesting. Way back in the day, I was working with a law firm, a big personal injury firm. So I went to the office to visit, just saying hi, whatever, all this sort of thing. So I go to the back office where they're like, you know, they have like strategy going down. They got all this stuff on this super cool looking conference board that's like glass and all this stuff. And then leaving there, every single door leaving, ask for a review, ask for a review, ask for a review. I'm like, this is really interesting. Sure enough, they had tons and tons of reviews. They were all great reviews. But like you said, you need to ask at the right time. The right person needs to ask. And I'm thinking like my experience with building if this person asks for a review, yeah, oh yeah, you were great, yeah, ten out of ten. This other person, like, no, you can go to somewhere else, like, <laughs> get out of here, like, we're never talking to you again because this person over here is the one that like saved everything and was like there for us, or at least had some empathy as far as like instead of like here's the facts, take it or leave it. This is the way we build homes. The other one's like packaged up the same message, but really nicely. So like, oh, we're the fir- first time home builders or whatever the word would be. We don't know anything because we're not educated. We don't have the experience of, of building a home with someone. So she like brought us along the way. It was an OSC. I'm sure everyone listening, not surprised by that. And then the building <laughs> the superintendent on site, he's used to working with trades. I felt like he was amazing with trades. I think he did a great job. Not so great on the people skills, like, which is as far as customers facing. So they just had, he asked for reviews. We're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like you're a jerk. Like, get out of here. And she asked like, yeah, this would be good there. Do you think we talked about this a little bit earlier today, as far as getting more reviews, I think a lot of people are like, yeah. how do I get more? What do I do if I get a negative review? Like, do I respond to it? We've had some, we've had some of that coming up lately. And like, you're, everybody's going to get a ding or two yeah. on a review. If y'all have quite a few reviews, some people, it completely freaks them out. And it's like, it's okay. First off, take a breath, respond, don't just ignore it, but respond, you know, in a positive way and then try to move it off the platform. So if if it's a review on Facebook, we're going to reach out to you or reach out here so we can get your number. So try to pull it off of that. And then also, like we're talking about, you can ask for reviews to try to get more positive reviews to kind of bring that number back up. But just make sure you're asking in the same way. We have some people who just are afraid of reviews and they're like, can we just turn all our reviews off? Like and a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times you go look at their number, their stars, and it's not that bad. They may just have one or two people who honestly just didn't have a great experience, but having one or two bad experiences, I mean, there's gauges of what's bad, yeah. but it can just show that these are real people leaving reviews. If they're all like, this is the most amazing builder ever, people might be like, eh, is that his mom? <laughs> you know? His so mom? Yeah. People so, expect a negative review or two. Otherwise, it, it all looks yep. fake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so don't freak out. There's ways around it. Just encourage positive reviews. Just be smart about how you're doing it. Definitely. Yeah. I think adding on to that. So Tilson, they have Tilson Live, their series they do every week on Tuesdays, I believe. And so if a customer that's not happy goes on there and comments, like they deal with the issue live as far as like, so think about like, so that's the way they've done it. Their approach, of course, that's not common. I don't know if any other builder would do it, but it works for them just being straight, transparent. Of course, they're, they're a build on your lot builder. 
And so things just take longer. There's so much more complexities and there has to be more transparency in the whole process. Like, hey, builder, buyer, you put in the wrong, your driveway's not long enough, it's not wide enough, whatever it may be. Like all these, the potential for negative situations is definitely much higher with building a lot. The only thing I would, I would also add to that is I think it's okay to open up more details if the person that left the negative review gave details to respond to. Thinking about it from like, the, your audience is not the person that left the review. Yes, they're going to read it. It's everyone else, the hundreds of other people that, were, that will read it. So the person's like, hey, I'm not happy with my home. We closed yesterday. I've had no calls back from warranty on the paint, on the trim, on these little things that will, of course, get fixed. So I think someone's like, ooh, I've heard about these things happening. Because I think everyone's heard not so great stories about builders because people talk about that more yeah. so than they talk about the positivity, just like anything. Like you go to a great restaurant, most people are like, oh, it was a great time. And then that's it. If it was a terrible time, like they will have a 30 minute story and they'll tell everyone about it. And so I think just having a little bit more detail is totally okay. As far as like, here's the process we're going to take. Please let us contact you. Da, 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 da. Just like yeah. you said, Julie, like phone And number. that requires some yeah. communication among departments. Yeah. So that's another thing, you know, you might have to get warranty and the builder, you might have to have a, have a quick conversation. So you're not saying something in the comment that's exactly opposite of yeah. what, because sometimes they go awkward. different places trying to get different answers. So just yeah, to make sure like it's a little bit of a pain, but sometimes you have to have a little powwow with whoever's involved, yeah. figure out what the situation is, then craft your message. and Take the emotions <laughs> out of it. I think yeah. this is like the perfect um, example for like, you need that customer advocate position out of what do we call the customer experience i like advocate because like it, it, they really are they should be the advocate for the customer which then puts just their framing of every situation it's like what does the customer need not thinking like profit and keeping this person happy and this person happy those things are important but their framing of being the advocate i think will balance with the other decision makers in in the room so if they think from that aspect i think the conversations will be good and if everyone's getting heated about it like this person's crazy like no one cares like there are people reviewing like and reading the reviews like they don't know that yeah. person's crazy they could be crazy but if you say they're crazy in the response like that would be the worst <laughs> yeah, thing don't in the do world that. to do like <laughs> why would you do that oh my goodness yeah that'd be that'd be nuts so on to <laughs> on to my story um it's just youtube marketing which is it, i think it's getting more common we have quite a few builders that do it and i had a conversation earlier in the week just as far as expectations like what should we expect from youtube marketing um so i just had some bullet points in my brain um you're not going to get that many clicks from it. Like that's people are on YouTube to stay on YouTube unless it's like an, a impulsive thing for them to do. Like, let's say for me, I get solar ads all the time living in Florida because uh, the financing for it is like not expensive whatsoever. We have a lot of sun. So like we're set up for solar. So I, every time on YouTube, I get a solar ad, it seems like, and it's like, click here to get your free solar estimate. It takes 30 seconds, da, 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 da. Kind of spammy feeling. We as builders don't have things we could say like that, like click here to get your what? There's nothing to click here to get anything. Um, so, and most videos builders will have for YouTube are just more top of funnel, exploratory, like discovery type things where they're like, oh, let's look at this community. It's so beautiful, et cetera. Um, so what I would look for as far as like, how do we compare performance of videos? It's just like the watch rate, 25, 50, 75, 100%. Like, are they actually watching the video? And if there's a big drop off, you could then set up better videos. There's definitely videos that are better for YouTube and some that are terrible for YouTube. I think it's the easy examples are the ones that are terrible. If you have like a walkthrough of a home or even a community, and if all you hear is like pretty stock music playing in the background, 
it's like, okay. And then what? Like, and then skip. So I think a voiceover is, is 100% necessary for YouTube, or at least have a visual story on there versus just like, like the camera pushing through the front door and like, oh, here's the beautiful fireplace. Here's the kitchen. I think people are used to that. So something that is, is different than usual, but I think the voiceover is, is the way to go. And you should be able to get cost per views. So CPV, we're not looking at cost per click, but CPV down to like a penny. This of course depends on the audience size. So like a penny or two cents or three cents is definitely possible. Like that's, that's what we hit all the time. Um, we have like a quick little strategy to get there. I'll share it. It's not complicated. You can't start there. You have to start with a higher cost per view and then you just need to lower it over time. And sometimes you'll just, okay, I lowered it too much. And now there's no views for today. Go on the next day and just bump it back up. But you should over say a month period, be able to get you know, penny views for videos, which is, which is pretty cool. And if you want some inspiration, my last one on YouTube, inspiration of like, what videos should I run? If you go to a competing builder or a builder that you admire and you like their content, go to their YouTube channel and then click on their videos and then sort by most viewed. Chances are most builders, they'll have very little organic traffic to their videos unless they're like a big public builder and they have like, say a floor plan walkthrough that, you know, encompasses say the whole East coast or like the whole Midwest, wherever they build that floor plan. But if you start to see videos where it's like 1 million views, 2 million views, 300,000 views, and then it quickly jumps down to 5,000 views. The ones with the big views are the ones that are getting the, uh, the ad money behind it. So it yeah. doesn't mean yep. they're doing anything great. It just means they chose those to be the ones that fit the, uh, that are in the campaign for their YouTube marketing. Yeah. And I'd say stay away from a long introduction. Oh, like, yeah. they, you know, Please if don't. it has yeah. like slowly your logo, logo. fades in and, and out like, and all that, <laughs> like, that's not what we want here. We want to jump right into the good stuff. Yep. Like start with the voiceover and it doesn't have to be in your face, but I would, I mean, I would honestly test it. You could use like a site like Upwork. If you don't have um, mm -hmm. talent on site, that would be great for voiceover. Although I would encourage you to try it because you might be surprised if someone's like, be like, oh, they have an okay voice. They could read. Like you might find like two people at your, at your company, like, Hey, just read this thing for 30 seconds. They're not on camera. And so they might be able to do it, um, do it well, especially if you have somewhat okay equipment as far as recording audio, nothing crazy, like a hundred dollar mic, which I think a lot of people, that's not, I say that not everyone has that, but it's not terribly uncommon to have like a little bit better audio equipment. And that could save some money if you wanted to try like, Hey, let's try five different voiceover intros for this community. But you could also just go to Upwork and find people um, yeah. to do that Upwork. Or yeah, I had a couple of people at my builder that I talked into doing voiceovers. Oh, yeah? Did you <laughs> yeah. have to yeah. bribe them awesome. in any way? Not really. No. no. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, people they were, they were excited. They were nervous at first and then excited and proud of their work. So it was awesome. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially, I think it, I don't, I, you'll be surprised like, oh, that person could read. Welcome to Margaret's Marketing <laughs> or whatever it may be like, oh, say it again, say it again. Just have them. I found just like letting people do it, like record the voiceover by themselves um, tends to work a little easier because then you're not looking at them. There's no pressure if they stumble, like, like, hey, no. it's on. Like when you're done, you're done. I'll, I'll cut through the audio. Hopefully it's not. Well, it took me a lot of, a lot of tries and it's like 30 <laughs> minutes of you combing through stuff. Like, oh my goodness, we're good. <laughs> okay, perfect. And now a quick word from our supporting partner, Open Door. Home builders, do your customers need to sell before they buy? 
Have they found the perfect new build home, but they need to sell their current home first? Connect your customer with Open Door, and they'll receive a preliminary offer within minutes. Go to opendoor.com slash do you convert to learn more about how you can partner with Open Door. And now on to the news. I, the first one, this one's I'm super excited for. Summit VIP tickets will be released April 14th. Yay. Who's ready? Who's ready? I'm ready. It's right. in Phoenix. It I'm ready is. to go to Phoenix. I think it's because I live right here by the beach, but I think the dessert, the dessert, I want some dessert right now. <laughs> the desert, the desert landscape is like, maybe it's, I've never, I've only been twice, I think, to desert land, three times, I'd, Vegas, a couple times, but like, I think it's amazing. Like it, you're I've probably used to I've been here for a while and it's still pretty. It's still, see the beach is yeah. just like, oh, it's the beach. Now Hawaii beach. Okay. Beautiful. Like where I'm at, like, it's amazing. We have top beaches in Florida and US, all that stuff, but the desert mountains, all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. Well, that's not why you should go. You should go because of the <laughs> summit, but it's at the, the Canby hotel. We're taking over like the whole thing, which I think is super cool. Yeah, if you're at the, um, Gaylord Texan last year, huge giant facility. Right. So we were like in this little corner over this way. It was still an amazing time. This one, I think there's like 250 rooms. So you think about that. Mm-hmm. We have on average around 200 people that show up. So like we are the hotel and it's like going to be, do you convert the whole thing? It is going to be amazing. So make sure you sign up for the VIP list. I think this year, based on just feedback I received, like via LinkedIn and Instagram, different people, like it seems like it is going to sell out probably against the VIP list. Yeah, it sounds like it. I feel like I'm oh. hyping it up and like I could be lying right now. This is <laughs> this is marketing, but like I'm like, ooh, okay, there's X amount of tickets available. Okay, there's this many people. I won't say how many people are on the VIP list. That's not fun. It's a secret. Just like yeah. your your list is a secret builders when you have coming soon communities. Like it's a but secret. just in case, get on the VIP list so that you list. don't. Emails will be sent out. Go and get it planned. Get it pre-approved yep. ahead of time. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And 99.9% sure the entire DYC team is going to be there, which will be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because we don't get to see each other in person all the time. We see each other in Zoom every day, all day, <laughs> all the time. But yeah, let's go to the let's go to the next one here. And uh, this one is from searchengineland.com. How to set up Google Analytics for using Tag Manager. This has been a little bit of a pain in the butt, honestly. GA4. <laughs> I've had I sound like a fake influencer. I've had a lot of people reach out. But there's there's been uh, GA4, there's been a lot of people reaching out because you go to set it up and you're like, what am I looking at? Did I do it correctly? You're getting emails from Google. I got like, I'm on my third one, like in the past couple of weeks. And there's the alert at the top of your screen, like a little sticky bar. Um, so this one here is how to set up using Google Tag Manager. So there's a few things and there is going to be a blog post either tomorrow. It'll be out by the time this, this is actually up. So there's a current blog post. Go check it out on the site. Um, as far as if you're running an old version of Google Analytics, GA4 will not work correctly. If you implement GA4 using Google Tag Manager, your Google Analytics tag will always stay up to date. Like you will never have to worry about it. But then the configuring it or installing it in Google Tag Manager is a little bit more complex than just installing the tag on there. But in the article we'll have, we'll have like a flow chart of do you have this one? Here's your steps. Do you have this tag on your site? Here's your steps. So it's not it's not terribly difficult. If you go in there on your own and you're not familiar with these things, which honestly for us, like we still had to troubleshoot this quite a bit because it's not clearly written. Like there's not a flow chart from Google. I wish there was. That'd be really nice. So we're going to make it a little bit easier to, to understand. Have you all jumped into GA4 um, 
recently, like this week since we've been in there and talking about it a bit more. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. It's different. That's for sure. I've had some builder questions around it. And, um, you know, we're just doing what the builders are doing. We're taking it a step at a time and troubleshooting things as we um, need to. I've, some of them have had a little panic, like, I don't know what Kevin's talking about when he, you know, said something about this on the tag manager. So I just tell them it's okay. You know, there's people here to help you. Mainly you just need to get the GA4 account set up and then you'll see whether stuff is flowing in there correctly or not, because it will or won't match up with your current Google analytics. So, and then if it's not, your developer can probably help you. You know, you can reach out to your developer if stuff isn't coming in properly to make sure your tags and things are ready. So you can get really deep into it like Andrew's doing and helping us do, but also there's Great. people to help you. <laughs> yeah. And it should, if you have the current, the most current tag, which we'll get nerdy for a second, if you have the G tag, quote, G-T-A-G, the G tag, it should work seamlessly just following the, like the wizard, like click here to set up, set up, set up, set up, and you're kind of done. If you don't have the G tag and you have the analytics tag, the universal analytics tag that I think was like 2018, it came out, then it will not work correctly. You'll be like, hmm, I had 30,000 users to my site last month. And then I installed GA4 and it says I had 2000 users. Yep. Something's missing here. And that's what will happen if you have the wrong or the old tag installed. Just there, it's just missing missing a lot of the data. So perfect. Let's go on to the next one here. And this one also from search engine land. Um, I'm actually a little bit excited about it just to see how it does. I don't know if builders will use it yet, but TikTok is testing search ads. So if you search something on TikTok, home builder, um, or s'mores recipes, I don't know. That sounds good. Giant cookie recipes. <laughs> you recipe. are you are on desserts. I'm like today, dessert mode. I, I want it. I want some donuts and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> then there'll be an example they show here is there'll be other like organic listings for the TikToks, and it'll be what looks like an or- a organic and organic listing, but then there's a little sponsored tag like right over the video. So we'll see if this does anything. I don't know if we'll definitely test this as soon as we. Um, this, I don't know if it's publicly available yet or if it's still in the works. They don't say yeah, that. They, there was They're some cu- confusion on it. Yeah, it looked like it was like um, accounts that were managed by somebody else, like a gotcha. marketing some firm or something. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's doing, has access to it right now, it looked like. Gotcha. It would be interesting to see how many people are searching for homes or new homes or home builders yeah. on TikTok. And yeah, the price point would be like, what would make me go like, oh, it's just like an in-between of say YouTube. We talked about like, you will get very little clicks in between like YouTube and like Google, like we get a little bit more control. It'd be interesting how regional they let this be. Um, or if you just yeah. depend on the keywords, like, like how's the keyword set up? Are there match types like we have on Google where like, if I only want my ad to show if they type in new homes, Phoenix, or like Phoenix home builders or like Phoenix homes, whatever it may be whatever market you build in. But I think in any case, if if you download TikTok yourself, which I think at any marketer, like if we're talking about these platforms, you don't have to participate on them, but you at least, like I think if a marketer in 2022, if you don't have TikTok on your phone or at least have not explored TikTok, then it's like, you should do that probably. I know there's privacy concerns for TikTok. They could go through literally everything on your phone. I think Apple's doing it too. I don't know. Put on my tinfoil hat. But all the ads will definitely look organic and native to
to TikTok. Like imagine we're looking at a screen together. If this ad up here was like like a, an obvious, like very commercial feeling home builder ad, I don't think it would perform well. Yeah. Versus if it was like, I would say like the snap to build, like where it's like build your home in five seconds. And it's like someone yeah. snapping to the beat of the music and then like, boom, it goes to each room going from like studs to drywall to like being paint and then furnished, which would be like a fun, fun little ad. Yeah. I saw one the other day that was, um, this is our most controversial floor plan, Ooh. which I thought was a good, and then That's it good. was a walkthrough of one that it attached the utility room attached to the master bedroom. So it was like a walkthrough. Anyway, mm -hmm. I thought that was a catchy little piece catchy. of content. You and don't have to do like it on TikTok, but you could do it anywhere. Yeah, it's repurposed mm -hmm. too because they probably had that walkthrough or they yep. just, I think that's, yeah, if we think about how to create content, if you're already creating content, like once you're in the mode of like getting, not clickbaity, but like if it's short form video, it can't be just a shorter tour. Like that's, that's not what people yeah. are wanting. And, but if you're on TikTok, you'll realize like, oh, this is what people want on TikTok is essentially like the 2022 version of like America's Funniest Home Videos, except on here. <laughs> And the variety is different and not everything's funny. Some of it's educational, some of it's, you know, you know, shocking, surprising, that type of category. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that goes. And then on to the next one from TechCrunch. Um, so Twitter is letting anyone have a professional account. You, just like on Instagram, you could create, change your account from a personal account to a business account. Same type of thing. I'm a, um, what did I use? I think last week we talked about it. I lurk on Twitter. So I don't, I don't tweet too much, but I'm, I'm on there somewhat often. It's just too fast paced for me. And I need pictures versus all these words, which is, yeah, that's, that's my brain. Um, so this is interesting if you are active on Twitter, whether that's personally or as a business, just having um, quite a bit better insights as far as what is going on um, compared to just a um, personal account. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's theories with Instagram. Like if you go from personal to business account, they distribute your content differently. I don't know if there's theories with this as well with Twitter. I don't know. But you can turn it back off, it says. So you're not yeah. locked in forever if you if you turn it on and then decide, oh, it's not showing my content. You can turn it back off. Yep. Yeah. That's always interesting. Do you ever see people are like, oh, I'm shadow banned on Instagram or whatever maybe? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yes. no, your content's just terrible. No one interacts with it anymore. <laughs> and so Instagram and, and Facebook is just not pushing it, pushing it as much. <laughs> like it's it's all good. Um, but speaking of Instagram, this one, I am, I actually really like looking forward to it. Um, it's available right now. So there's two new ways you can control your feed on Instagram. Um, you could have your people you follow. So that's everybody. If I go to my Instagram right now, I am following too many people. It is, let's see, 890 people I'm following. A hundred right? so of those are cookie Cookie company. A hundred of those are probably cookie people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to delete those. I'm like, oh, I need them all. And those, so there's builders in there. There's people, there's my builder friends. There's like friends, friends that have, that I've just known. There's family. So I wish there was different categories, but essentially I think Twitter has this as far as you could segment your feed. You could have your favorite people and then everyone you follow. Yeah. You can make um, a list. Mm -hmm. Which is nice because after a while you're like, I have 890 people. If everyone posts every other day, how do I even look at this? Which is where stories. That's all you do. That'd be all you do, which is where stories, I mean, it definitely, once you start in, engaging with certain profiles, they'll push those to the top of your feed, but this is nice. So you don't like miss anything. So like me, what I'm going to do is set up all my builder people, put family in there too. And then like maybe some other people that I don't want to miss. 
So it should probably go down to like 80, 80 accounts. And I could like check on those people whenever I, I want to. I don't know if I'll do this for stories though. Like I, that I need oh. to check. Like, will it at like, cause it goes to a separate window. I can't really show it. On, yeah. It looks on like here. it's just the feed, but yeah, it only talked about the feed. I didn't think about that. It's probably not stories, but yeah, that'd be nice though. If it did stories, mm-hmm. cause that'd be, mm-hmm. especially if you have like, I'm more likely to post on stories than I am on my feed. I feel Me like too. if it's on my feed, it has to be like good <laughs> yeah. versus story. I'm like, <laughs> here's the dog on the table mm-hmm. outside being weird. Like, yep. Super. And let's see, I think we got one more. Oh, this ties in with your story um, from earlier. This one is from about.fb.com. So this is, if you've never been there, it's Facebook has Facebook, even though the logo is just meta, but Facebook has their news slash blog available. And this is like the true source of anything going on is referenced from here. So this one is interesting. It is from March 16th. So Facebook meta, excuse me, meta is taking action against fake customer feedback and reviews. So meta filed a lawsuit against an individual providing fake engagement service directed at Facebook. So this guy named Chad was selling fake reviews to people to either push down a lot of negative reviews or to make their business look like it's successful. So the way I think what most of the customers for this person was probably people doing e-commerce on Facebook. If they're just starting out, they could be like, Hey, I have 800 reviews. I'm a legit company. Or if they had terrible service and they were getting negative reviews, they could then work with Chad and pay probably a cost per review and then go from a 3.7 to a 4.1 or whatever their um, things are. Um, yeah. Would we ever recommend to buy fake reviews? No, Not we home. wouldn't. No. <laughs> um, Amazon is really strict about this, you oh, know, yeah. just with books I know, but they also know your connections as far as like, if my mom tried to leave a review on one of my books, somehow they would know that and they would go delete it. Or like I know That's I've crazy. had some people I've used as like an editor and then they go review the book. Those all get deleted. So Creepy. Amazon is, they really know if it's a real, I mean, of course they know if somebody bought it off of Amazon, but even like unverified ones, they're very, somehow they have a thumb on that. Yeah. A uh, random side story with Amazon. There's this local Facebook group I'm in. I talked about it two weeks ago where a realtor posted like, hey, I have this home. Home, It's being listed tonight. It's going active. Message me for more info. And he left like 3-2, block home, no flood insurance, and like the extra picture. And you're like, come on. Like he was gatekeeping. He wanted you to reach out to him, which to me, I'm like, that's a waste of time. Like if the price is 450, you know, have someone be like, hey, my budget's 350. So go, this one's 450. He's trying to get you know, just you know, be a yeah. buyer's agent, all that stuff. Anyways, this person posts in the group and they're an Amazon reviewer, which there are like people that are like, they're not paid by Amazon, but I think they're in, I forgot the category name, but they're in this tier with Amazon to review product. And he's like, yeah, I have all this stuff. It's half off. I didn't buy it, but I'm selling it. I'm like, I think this feels wrong, <laughs> but he showed pictures and it was like living hundreds of items. I'm like what in the world is this? But back to the reviews. I think the big takeaway on this is like 100% do not buy fake reviews and quoting from the article from Facebook. This is also a direct violation of Meta's terms, advertising and page policies, as well as California law. So California is legal. I'm sure in other states it probably is. And probably federally there's, there's an issue there. It'd be interesting if this guy was also selling negative reviews 
Oh. On like, your views review, why can't you be interesting? Competitor. For your mm-hmm. competitors, yeah. Crash your competitors. That would be terrible. Don't do that either. Don't <laughs> do that either. Which <laughs> I imagine a lot of people are like, that review is really suspect. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. seem right. Like we didn't have that issue pop up, whatever it may be. And so you kind of go down this like like a hole of like, oh, was that someone? Was that an ex-employee? Was that this? And so that I think once these things start to pile up, um, which I feel like this year could be Actually, maybe not last year, this year, like as stress of buyers pops up, like the likelihood of more negative reviews, I think is, is there. And then also the likelihood of not great decisions. If you're dealing with pressure of, I have negative reviews coming in, I can't fix the processes that are causing these negative reviews. What can I do to counteract them? Um, this is not the way, but we talked about earlier with Julie is that is the way. Yeah. And don't wait until you start getting some negative reviews to start looking for some positive reviews. I mean, start now, because a lot of times that's when it comes up in our conversations, they've gotten a negative review and now they're like, help, help me fix it. But if you already have a lot of great reviews, it's not so painful when you get a bad one that comes in. There's a lot to do. (laughs) Like if you think about like, okay, who's dedicated to making sure we get reviews? How much time does that take? Yeah, it's an easy one to to fall to the bottom of the list, but I think it is important. That's where, oh my, this episode is like just making me think about like that customer advocate or experience position, like how many different responsibilities they can lead. They're Mm -hmm. not the ones asking for reviews because that would be out of place. I think, I think we all would all agree the best person to ask for a review is whoever interacted positively the most with that customer is the one to ask, um, not incentivize the customer. That's, that's illegal. That's wrong. Um, but you can incentivize the person that asked for the review because that's kind of separated from it. But yeah, it just made me realize like more people should have that position or at least like tr- maybe retitle someone who's probably already doing those types of things. Like, Hey, this is, we're going to shift some of your responsibilities to someone else. And then you're going to take over these things. And now your, your job is really to make sure customers love us and uh, refer us to other people. Yeah. And your, your customer facing employees are most likely going to know right off the bat who they can ask each of them. If you ask them, right, who could you ask for a review from right now? They would have a list of two or three names. Yeah. That's Um, all it takes two or three, Mm -hmm. say a month or like depending on the size builder, you could be getting hundreds per month, depending on some of the bigger builders out there. But yeah, you have to have two happy people per month that are willing to review. review. Just do it slowly. And over time. So my builder, we started asking our um, our teams to start asking for the reviews mm-hmm. and they all went back after the meeting and asked everybody that they were there th- two or three people. So yeah. everybody went on Google and left reviews. They were all legitimate customers, but half oh. of them got flagged. Oh, so cool. slowly, like, what are you doing? Over Good time point. At the right, at the right time. Yeah. So that makes sense. It's almost like yeah. a maintenance thing of like, oh, okay, we yeah. need to change your air filters at your mm-hmm. house. You don't like just, it's something you do, but you don't really think about it. Like it's just an ongoing, like once a month, whatever, you know, yeah. wherever you live. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think that's it yeah. for, for this episode. So for published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out dconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. See ya. Bye. Bye.